0: Hello and welcome to the Greenwich Pantry podcast, Life is for Cooking. It's Father's Day today and congratulations to all our wonderful fathers and happy Father's Day to all of you and all you father figures out there. Wherever you are, we celebrate you today in a very special way. On a day like this, remembering our dads and how they've taught us to appreciate the simple things in life, it could be cooking. It could be just appreciating other people's uh, food cultures. It could be eating. It could be when they take us shopping and they show us um, how to pick out the best types of vegetables and and fruits. You know, and and maybe teaching us not to buy food that's going to be bad for us or bad for our health. And, you know, at the time they're teaching us all those things, we sometimes don't even really appreciate it. Very often it's years after or many, many years after, and we come to think about it, and we realize that it's really has shaped our thinking. The instructions that they gave to us, has helped us and made us more independent, more confident and more friendly or even maybe a better parent. Um, So I think on a day like this, as we reflect on fathers in general, whether your father is here or not, um, there's so much to be thankful for. And speaking to Rosie just brought up many memories for me, for the time that I spent with my father as a young person, enjoying their company and learning about the world, especially about the world of food. And it has stayed with me even up to today. Well, I hope that you'll enjoy listening to... Rose's um, experiences with her father and how he helped her learn about food.
1: Hi, I'm Rose and I live in sunny, well, overcast, South London. (laughs) Oh,
0: is it overcast there as well?
1: It really is. It's a bit. I think it's going to rain any minute now. It just looks very dull, and I was going to go out to the market to get some provision for my soup today, but I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> well,
0: you're you're just going to have to do a quick dash in and dash out, and then take a seat with you to sit down because there'll be a long queue. I'm sure. I think so. To... <laughs> 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 that that's the way things are at the moment. That's it is,
1: is, yeah. Gonna go to the shop with a with a with a with a seat and battery life, so you can stay on Twitter all the time while you're waiting to get in.
0: Yeah, it just makes the time go past, doesn't it? it
1: does.
0: <laughs> so anyway, welcome to the Greenwich Pantry Podcast. Life is for cooking, and on this show, we talk about lots of things. At the moment, we are doing a series on food and summer, but it just so happens to be um, Father's Day on Saturday. Now. Um, I know a little bit about you and I know how much you love your father and I'm so intrigued and I'm so excited to have you on the show and to tell us um, maybe a little bit about as much as you can tell us of course tell us how you first um, what was the first dish you cooked with your dad and what sort of memories? Oh
1: that wow! Was. what <laughs> an amazing question oh Lara this brings back a lot of memories so so I'm um, My mother comes from Trinidad and my father comes from Sierra Leone. So uh, in the household, the food was really interesting because it had the real kind of Trini Indian influences from my mum and the real kind of West African influences from my father. And I remember every winter, my dad would cook plasas. Or palava soup depends on what you call it, and that's a real spinach dish. That's that's a, like a spinach stew almost, and it's got lots of um, lots of beautiful seasoning in it. And Daddy would add fish, and we will have it with a with a with a um, with a with a with, a, with, a, with, a, with a, some kind of like a starch, a semolina or something. But the first dish my dad I cooked with my dad was definitely Jello rice. Oh and really? Remember, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, so and that I, was
0: me goosebumps just right
1: there. <laughs> right, yeah. It used to be my favourite rice ever, you know. Um, and I remember trying to cut these onions, and Daddy being so, you know, worried about me cutting myself. I was more worried about the onions that might go in my eyes, you know. But I remember making jollof rice with my Daddy when I was about. Four it have been about eight or nine it wow. was a long time ago yeah and it oh yeah it's really laura the thought of it makes me smile you know Aww. the thought of childhood memory with my dad in the kitchen just make just brings me full of joy it really does
0: so tell me when you when he was about to make it um did he say come in now rosie we're going to make this or did, he, did you just pop up next to him and start, did you start to start looking at what he was doing and then did he say, oh, I'm gonna hand you um, this little knife, you can help me or you can help me with this. Tell us what you can remember.
1: Definitely the latter. So um, I was really close to my dad when I was younger, really close, wherever he was, I was behind him, you know. I must have been in right pain, but hey, hey ho. Um, and I remember, Just being in the kitchen with him all the time and just watching him cook, less so my mum, believe it or not, but um, definitely more so my dad. And um, and I just would always be up, you know, what kids are like. Can I help? What's this? What's that? Well, that looks horrible. That looks nice, you know. Just a (laughs) real pain. (laughs) And I I just think he gave me gave me stuff to do to shut me up and give me something to do and to to occupy myself because it was it was just very. Seamless. Oh, you can do this. Oh, thanks, Dad. And I was really keen to get involved, you know. Yeah. And um, and, and now I realise today, about four minutes ago, that was it, my first cookery lesson. Oh. I just <laughs> realised it's My first cookery lesson.
0: It totally must have been because when you're teaching someone to cook, what you want them to do is basically do what you tell them to do <laughs> and if you want yeah. them to ask questions you want them to be um inquisitive and you know um you want them to even if they don't go away learning the dish they've got a sense of what the dish would look like um and smell like and all the prep work that goes into it and so i think you you could definitely say that that was your first cookery lesson so Yeah. when you when you went through that phase of doing of making the food with your dad what was the next sort of significant phase that came up because he he would have taught you at some point how to make that did you then try to make it yourself did he then come in and say this doesn't taste bad, or did he, you know, tell us what happened um, in the next phase of your learning with Dad?
1: With with Dad, okay. So um, I'm trying. I'm trying to recall. So I, I I remember. So basically, what happened after that? My dad got my mum and dad got divorced when about nine. So that's why I know it was about eight. When I was about nine. I got divorced. So my next phase of cooking was when he was on his own in his flat and we will come to his house every single Saturday we go to his house and um, from the age of about 11 um, till I was in my mid-20s you know or early 20s and I remember uh, um, him frying fish mm-hmm. in his house and I remember before that helping him to season this fish and asking loads of questions About fish, Mm. Um, and I remember him him frying a fish, and then saying, "I can fry a fish as well." So she eated one batch, and I did one little fish, and that was my fish that I ate um, as part of my lunch with with my dad and my sister. Um, And and that was just wonderful. That you know, that that it definitely progressed from chopping onions and and putting stuff together in a pot to frying seasoning fish and frying fish that was really good
0: yeah because of course when we when we grow up and sort of quote and unquote leave home because we really never leave do we we always come back um when we when we grow up and leave home one of the things that becomes daunting is oh my goodness I've got to buy my own things I've got to make my own food I've actually got to go shopping and you know how do Mm. I how do I do this and then I sometimes find myself calling my mum and saying um um, I can't remember how to do this can you help me so one of the things that happens when we leave home is we want to establish our own sort of food scene if you like and we don't just we can't always just rely on um on um uh takeaway food um and 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 so how did how did all of that background that he gave you how did it help you did it, did it give you confidence? Did it help you sort of be able to choose uh, what is, you know, a better flavor to go for? And maybe even pick out the best kind of onion rather than take the one with the wobbly bits. You know what I mean? So yeah, me
1: You know, my dad I, I influenced me in a number of ways. Number one, it influenced me in where to shop. So my dad would go to the supermarket for certain things and then we would go to the market other things mm. so where to shop he would teach i i he didn't teach me but you but you copy don't you so he would always pick up tomatoes and squeeze them you know yeah. so i up to this day i pick them up but i squeeze them you know that's what you do and my kids do exactly the same thing you know so he definitely taught me around shopping for food and that was really interesting because uh, a, a, a very small Oh, you're bringing back so much memories, Lara. This is so brilliant. So yeah. I remember being in the market and Dad, daddy going past the fish. And when it, when it just smelled, he, the smell just upset him. So he always used to light a cigarette. And that's the only time I ever saw him smoke. Really weird. Really weird, really weird. Wow. But that's how it was. Definitely better about the fish. He definitely, he definitely instilled in me the power and the beauty of home cooked food. So I never really knew my dad to eat takeaway. And for years, I didn't really take away other than a treat, you know? Yeah. So so even like now, this lockdown, last seven weeks, not been a nightmare at all. I've just cooked all the way through it and it's not really been a huge change for me because I do enjoy cooking. Like my dad used to enjoy cooking. Less than my mum, but definitely my dad used to enjoy cooking. So I think I've got my love for... Food and my love for shopping for food and cooking food from my dad, and I don't yeah. know where he it from. I would have loved to have this conversation with him. Sadly, passed away, but I would have loved to have this conversation with him.
0: Yeah, you see, I think our parents, um, they, the, you know, the whole concept of a legacy um it 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 comes to mind when they when they pass and um, I kind of get what you mean because my dad passed as well so when you talk about when you think about legacy you sometimes think about you know the um maybe the the big money that they left you right right (laughs) the the, the big house right right but no it's not always about that it's it's also about the simple things isn't it it's about the things that make you a better person going forward and um i'm not saying that if you're not a cook you can't be a better person but what i'm talking about is the legacy of things that are sort of intangible you know who would who would who else you know who else would 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 have known that this time in your life, when you go to the market and you look at things, you're actually able to um, distinguish between, or oh, this is actually this is one that's worth buying, this is one that's not worth buying. It's somebody who was there in your in your past who told you that, or maybe you're learning from someone new that that can also be possible. But I think it's so fascinating that when we think about legacies, we think about big things to leave our children. But I I'm, I'm I'm really fascinated by the idea that we can leave legacies in so many different ways and, and leaving them a really healthy eating or a, or a good love for food is, is just as good a legacy and being able to take care of themselves that way. What do you think so, about that?
1: You're, you're absolutely right. So I tell my kids all the time, it's not so much, it's just as important what I leave for you as, as what I leave within you, you know, so my kids will um absolutely understand the importance of memories and habits and culture and food plays a big part of that so with my daughter my daughters they they both know how to cook well and they both understand the techniques behind it yesterday um i no day before yesterday I, they were both downstairs, I said, like, right, we're making Trinidadian style bakes today. But and we, and we got them, I taught, I'm not only taught them through the ingredients, but I taught them through why we do things the way that we do. So this is yeast, this is what it does, when it hits salt, this is what it does, so therefore you do this first. And that's just one, one lesson that was very fun, we had, you know, we had music in the background, and we all together that's really beautiful but but what i'm thinking in my mind is i've left them a lesson within and that lesson yeah. is not only cooking but it's family cooking together it's yeah. the it's it's not really the technical behind it the technical behind it but how you felt when you were in that kitchen all cooking together making this amazing dish called trinardian bakes so you're absolutely right not only what they leave for you but what they leave within you
0: yeah yeah and, and I think as the world goes on and, and on we we realize that we can't rely on other people cooking for us all the time you know it, we love what we all love to go out to restaurants we all love to you know um buy takeaways every now and then but essentially it's the home-cooked food that has a special magic within it that you know that, that takes us further and further and i don't want to make that too deep because some people might think well whoa, 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 that's a bit deep but i think it's really just about um as you said the simple things and and the moments that you enjoy together um and it's also preserving culture because one thing you said earlier is that you know your your, your parents were from two different parts of the world but you've got the culture of their food preserved within you now Absolutely and you right. now teach that to your children and they can teach that to their children so yeah, over the right. over the many years that, that we that they live you know they can say well this is this is what we eat in our culture and this is why we eat it and and it, and it just it's just beautiful it's part of the fabric of life and and it's and it's mm. wonderful yeah
1: <laughs> i think there's there's, 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 there's a lot of things that we can say we really enjoy like we, we all love going on holidays if, if you're able to afford to go on one you know mm-hmm. we all love going on family outings if, if you've got the family that can do that but one thing that many of us share many of us share is the memories of not only cooking with your mother but cooking with your yeah. grandmother you know yeah not only cooking with your father but not so much cooking my grandfather, because my grandfather, I never, I never met him, you know. But that whole time in the kitchen with your family will come up time and time again when you're talking to people about their fondest memories. Because, because it has everything, doesn't it? It's got your yeah. family, it's got the smells of the kitchen, you know. It's got the end product which you're looking forward to, you know. It's just such a great experience.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, if you were speaking to um, an eight-year-old, we have a very, a very varied um, listener. Uh, range of people that listen to the to the podcast if you were if you were speaking to um a seven year old or an eight year old uh little girl or boy what would you say to them about um cooking and and maybe listening to dad about food and and about making home-cooked meals in the kitchen
1: (sighs) I would say to an eight-year-old, the beauty about home-cooked food is that you can make it your own. So if you are an eight-year-old that that doesn't particularly like spices, you can tone down on the spices. And I would say to an eight-year-old to have a voice in the kitchen, um, but also listen. So the voice could be tone down the spices and the listening could be you need your veg, for example. You know, yeah. Um, but I would say to experiment because um, eventually you'll find something that is just in your lane. Whether that could be a complicated curry, or it could be a pizza, or spaghetti bolognese, or whatever it is, you find your lane. And there's nothing more rewarding than to make something and I, to eat it afterwards They're probably the only more thing the only thing that's more rewarding than that is to catch it first so if you're a fisherman <laughs> if, you, if you're in the boat and you're catching that fish boy that's rewarding when that's on the plate if you're not a vegan that is yeah
0: yeah so,
1: and so and, yes. and, also,
0: and then also um, just to add to your point there or if, you're, if you've you got your own an allotment and you've um, grown or grow it. The, yes
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah and this is just a prior to that so i went to a friend's house the other day and he said to me oh i've made you a pizza now i i don't i very rarely eat meat these days i call myself plant-based and mm-hmm. he said i made you a pizza i realized that you're vegetarian i'm not vegetarian plant-based but there you go um mm-hmm. and and here's this pizza but that broccoli came from my mum's lottery well, not lottery um, allotment yeah, yeah? And the proudness that he had behind that, the fact that his mum grew that broccoli, was, he, I don't don't think he even recognised it. At the end of the meal, he said, how was the broccoli? Not how was the pizza? How was the broccoli? (laughs) So You really have a sort of proudness that's identified to something that you grow out of the ground. It's it's something really powerful.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's powerful and it's something that, it, we can we can use all the time to um to make a difference because i think that if we're growing our own food and eating it as well and cooking with it and making something delicious with it we can also be sharing it and it looks like your friend has shared it with you and made a big impact on you as well so yeah it's all yeah. Round, it's all around good it's all around good and something we need to encourage and now um just a few minutes more that we've got. If you were going to share um, a recipe that um, you you would want to give to the world, a, a daughter father recipe, what would that be? Not a
1: jell-up daughter rice. father. Recipe. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. And not jell-up fries?
1: And not jellap rice. <laughs> <laughs> so Another I, one. Tell, I tell you something now, right? My dad used to make a mean peanut soup, right? The peanut soup is what people will call satay chicken, um, but it's more, rather than it being um, um, like a, a side sauce, it's a hot gravy, right? Mm-hmm. And he used to do a peanut soup that when I used to walk home from school, and that door used to open and I used to smell that dish. Mm. I oh, even now I'm getting oh, I'm salivating right now, right? It's am I. Oh God, that'll be ah oh, oh, it was uh, amazing. It was really, 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 really good. So it would definitely be that I've got a lot of memories around peanut soup. I've got a lot of memories around okra soup as well. No, in, in Africa, we call soup, um, soup, as you know, is what English called stew a lot of the yeah. time, you know. So, okra soup, I mean, okra stew, and have it with rice or whatever, um, or, or, or semolina or whatever. But that, oh, oh, Lara, why are you doing this to me? It's before <laughs> lunch. Don't do this. <laughs> Okay, just my number just
0: one dish I, the <laughs> too. Go. sorry. Just before I completely incapacitate you, I'm gonna yeah. let you go, and maybe you're gonna be making peanut stew tomorrow or peanut soup in memory of Dad. And if oh you do, might
1: just do that. If
0: you do, you have to keep some for me, okay?
1: it's in the post already it's already
0: <laughs> and if you're not gonna keep it for me you have to share the recipe and don't say don't. i'm gonna have to kill you before i share the recipe okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm all for sharing larry you know that
0: <laughs> well it's really lovely to speak to you rosie thank you so much for coming on the podcast happy father's day related in posthumous to to your dad and to mine and thank, you, uh, thank you. you to all the dads out there making making a difference to the lives of their children um and helping us with great memories thank you so much rosie and have a love thank you for
1: inviting to me you have a great one yeah. take it now Bye. bye
0: Anyone with a great father or a father figure will know how important it is to celebrate our fathers today, of all days. Of course we want to celebrate them every day, but today we want to do it in a very special way. So I hope that you're out there making something and doing something special. Because they hold a special place in our hearts, don't they? And they'll hold a special place in our lives for a very, very long time. In fact, they'll be your travel companion probably throughout your entire life. At Greenwich Pantry, we love talking about food and we love everything there is to do with food. So if you're up for it, give us a call. Let's have a conversation about food and... Whatever you do today, I hope it involves spending time with people that you love
1: um, cooking and drooling over food. Until next time, take care now. Bye.